Welcome back. I'm Kim Bailey. She's Fuliana Osborne and this is Inside Exec. Today we're going on to a topic that is one of my little favourites. It's about presentations and this is about on-the-spot presentations and I'll let Fuliana give you some background. What prompted me to think about that, a person went for an interview and it was a sort of an entry-level position and 10 minutes before they, they asked the applicants to be 10 minutes early, person was there, they came out and said, oh, you, you're on in 10 minutes, thanks for coming in early, and we'd like you to give a presentation when you come in about X, and left some material for the person. That threw the person, and I think, to me, that's only one example. For me to be able to deal with that scenario, say with me, I just think if you take the word presentation out of it, everything is karma. I think the minute we say presentation, it conjures whatever we used to in a presentation. Is it a PowerPoint? Do I stand up the front? Is it a mic? Is it 100 audience? Is it two audience? But you start thinking about those things subconsciously mm. and for me to stop worrying about that I just think oh, they just asked me to talk about mm. X. If I'm to talk about X then what is the objective? What is the message I'm trying to communicate and how can I reach get them to reach what I'm trying to tell them? If you focus on that, that applies for bumping with someone on the bus, turning up for a social event meeting your friends, so friends saying, oh, I haven't seen you for a month, what you been up to? Mm. That's a presentation. Except if I say presentation, you think formal. And as soon as somebody say you've got to present, that is at the very general and basic level. But when we're talking about a presentation, because we want to know you're putting up a business case for something, well, then you need different material and much more detail. So the detail you would have to prepare, so if you were given two seconds to prepare, I would want to look at the facts, I would want to get the latest uh, numbers on this, what's worked, what hasn't worked, etc. So you don't have them, but you talk about what you need to be able to give a presentation and a recommendation. It's interesting in the interview situation, I actually think that it would be good to do that because that last 10 minutes before you actually get called into the room is the worst period of time. It seems to drag and it seems to fly at the yeah. same time. And so here they're giving you something else to focus on so you can actually turn your attention to the task at hand. And I agree with you about the word presentation. You know, we, in another podcast we're going to talk about communication and about words and, and what they mean to people individually. But... It's a bit hard to, to call it anything else when you're doing it in that situation. I think that all of us should be prepared to have to speak about something on the spot and that is just a matter of recognising that those opportunities are going to present themselves to you regardless of what you do or where you are and you need to have a little arsenal of ready-made speeches, for want of a better a term, that you can adapt to situations. So we've already talked a little bit, uh, all sorts of podcasts about the audio logo, which is your business card that comes out of your mouth. The other things that you can have ready are, you know, you know in the job that you've got and the meetings that you go to, that sometimes the people there might want to know about X. And so you prepare yourself by saying, well, I'll give it three minutes. I'll, I'll have something that I can talk to for three minutes that covers these topics. Now it's unlikely that in the normal course of your daily 
working that you will be called upon someone will just say, I'll just come over here and tell us about this. But in the event that they do, you've got a framework. It's the framework that's important, not necessarily the details. So work out what the framework is. The framework generally is, regardless of the length of a presentation or a speech that you're making, is tell them what you're going to tell them, tell them, and then tell them what you told them. And so you use those three headings and you think about the, the first bit, tell them what you're going to tell them, so you clarify that what they're asking the information about is this you clarify that so you're you're telling them what you're going to tell them then you tell them what you know and then then you do the summary you tell them what you told them and so just let's just reiterate what i covered it's these things and if you've got the trigger words to cover those situations then regardless of the information or the situation that's presented to you you can slot in the things, the, the detail that needs to go into the, that framework. Now, if you're talking about doing a presentation with, with here the emphasis is on no notice or very little notice, mm. don't forget how much you already know and again you've got to distill it. Mm. And if you, if you think about for this purpose, for this, that, what are they trying to do? The interview is one example, but it could be someone they really want to get the technical part. So don't go tell them about the background, tell them the technical part, if that's mm. the, the main mm. key, or the benefits or the disadvantages. Mm. Just say, look, there's advantages and disadvantages in doing this. However, for with the essence of time, I'm getting the impression you want me to concentrate on the disadvantages. The person might say, no, we've got time, cover both, fine. This way at least you're using your time wisely. But that checking, like Kim said, clarify, then you know you're on the right track because yep. you just said, because if they want the positives first and you only got time for that, then you're covered it. Mm. Yeah. I think it is a good little exercise to get into to find a time of the day where you can practice. If you get the bus or the train in the mornings on the way to work, just look around you and pick an ad that you can see or a person and just do in your head a little presentation about that particular situation just so that you get the thought processes and you train yourself to think in a way of here's a topic, I've got to do these things. If you do that every morning, it's only going to take five minutes. You don't have to say it out loud. Yeah. It's probably better if you don't say it out loud, <laughs> particularly if it's about someone else that's commuting at the same time. You know, same if you're in the car and you're driving and you, you, know, you hear something on the radio or you see something outside or it can just be about something that you're, you're thinking about. And just say, okay, I'm just going to pick on this particular thing and let me talk about that. Let me present it to you as though you were presenting it to someone who didn't know about the topic or who knew a little bit about the topic and develop your thought processes so that those neural paths, when they're put in a situation where you have to do this, go into automatic and you become unconsciously competent at doing that particular task. You actually triggered a thought for me, something that happened recently where a person was very negative about themselves. They're a positive person, but they're always not happy with their own performance. The technique they used and they shared with me was fantastic. They did exactly what you said, but did tape it and it wasn't on the bus though. So it wasn't <laughs> private. And they did that. And when they listened to it, it reconfirmed that they are terrible to them, right? So as they were talking to someone, talking to a friend, and the friend said, 
well, can I listen to it? And they said, no, you're not objective. And they said, okay, could you pick someone who you think will be objective, not your friend? Ask them to listen to that. Just say, oh, I'm working on a project. This is just a test. So let them listen and hear that feedback. Apparently, according to that person, that was the most powerful thing they've ever done because whilst that person came back, they didn't know who it was that typed it, but they didn't know anyone, so they had no no interest in making it look good, bad, or, or whatever. So they gave proper feedback. It was only one out of five items that it was common between the person's own judgment of negativity to the other person was more positive. And again, that was something sometimes, again, taking that in your mind is a positive way because otherwise, say, I'm a terrible presenter. Last time I've been through that, mm. I didn't cover everything and I lost every whatever. Forget that. It's not about that. It's about now, in the moment. Yeah. So much of my time is spent with people who say, oh, I can't do this. I can't present it. I haven't got the right voice or I... I get too nervous. So I have to tell you that after 30 years, I've heard every excuse, and I'll say they're excuses under the sun for why people can't make a speech or make a presentation. But at the end of the day, when they leave my tender care, <laughs> they understand yeah. that the focus is on the message. It's not about you. It's never about you. It's about the message. And you focus on the message and you can do it. The most powerful exercise that we do is that I will talk to them about, tell me about something you're really passionate about, and they can do that for two minutes. And then within 90 seconds, I'll say, now, now argue the opposite side. And they are far more passionate about the opposition than they are about the thing that they're passionate about. And that's a real learning tool for them to understand that about the message, yes. that when they're being passionate about the thing that they believe in, they're still thinking about themselves. But when they're arguing the opposite case, they're thinking about the message. And the nerves go and the, their concern goes and they focus on that message. And so the, the biggest thing you can learn, if it's the only thing you learn from me, is focus on the message. When you're doing your public speaking, focus on the message and you won't be as nervous. You'll still be nervous. Everyone gets nervous. Yeah. I don't know a person public life, private life, anywhere, who doesn't get nervous. I get nervous. but It's quite it, healthy. It's, it's about, and it is healthy, it's about your passion for the topic, your belief in the topic, your need to want to do it right. But all of that is of less importance than the message itself. I don't think you're wanting me to do this, but I'm going to do it anyway because it's genuine. I think if you like to learn more about that topic, I think if you can visit Talking in Public, which is a business that Kim runs in addition to this, and I certainly endorse it from personal experience and learning. So if you're interested, go online, check it out, Talking in Public. Did you notice the word talking, not presenting? I like that. <laughs> Thank you for that. I think that we've probably covered enough of what we need to talk about in terms of this particular topic. It is an interesting one. I would like to hear from you if you have been put in this position where during the interview process, during selection process, during a time where you weren't expecting to, that you have been asked to present some information or to talk about something in particular and how you handled it and, and the, the surrounding situation is probably interesting to people to hear. So that what led up to it? What was the reasoning behind it? Did you think it was worthwhile? Did you think it was appropriate? Those sorts of things we'd be actually interested in hearing and we will 
bring that to another podcast to talk about again. But for now, I'm Kim Bailey. She's Fiona Osborne, and this is Inside Exec.